And this is not another love poem about me needing you to breathe. And this is not another love poem about me wanting to know only your touch or wanting to be the space between each beat of your heart. See, this is a love poem to me. This is a love poem to me about me meeting me where I am and loving me past you. This is a love poem to me about me loving me regardless of how much you don't, how much you won't, how much you couldn't if you tried. See, this is a love poem to me. My name is Neville D'Angelo. My guest is host B. Randall. She is opening our Poets of the Roundtable series. So fill up your glasses, top off your cups, and gather around. Poets from around the world will serenade you, entertain you, energize you, and enlighten you. During the series, you will meet Rick Couchman, author of Musings from Outside the Universal, Stellar Award poet, Sailor Watkins, slam poet and author Michael Gwynn, bilingual poet and actor Rodney Garza, Brian Morrison, Samuel Mann, ex-Blue Rain, Priscilla Rice, Alex Spoken Word Frazier, and several other celebrated poets. During the series, you'll be able to participate in two discussions, one rung table on sex suffering, and spirituality, the other on the question, the relevance of poets and poetry in today's restless culture. We will air a live broadcast from the Oak Cliff Cultural Center featuring some of our finest poets, hosted by our guest, B. Randall. Enjoy. You are on the journey. Ladies and gentlemen, ex. Blue rain, snow salvation. Last night I talked to God in the snow. Yes, it was cold, but my spirit felt bold because I knew I wasn't alone. 
I asked him to show me his plan for my life, but all I could see was misery and strife. And I'm like, wait a minute, where are the good times? I know they got to be found in between my good rhymes, right? And God told me to look down, and I saw my reflection, and he said, you, my child, are my greatest perfection. And I'm like, no, nah, that can't be, because I've lied and wanted to kill. He said, but every time you come to me on your knees, you keep it real. And I'm like, single woman out here feels like I just can't get a man. And God smiled at me and said, baby girl, I understand, but this ain't about you. This is about what I've called you to do. So I said, okay, God, since I got your attention, let me ask you a question. Is there any, and I mean any real meaning to me, because every time, and I mean every time, and I mean every time I try to show someone who I am, they don't like what they see. And God sat down in the snow, and he looked at me with wonder. And he asked me a question. He said, do you remember what they did to your big brother? Because I knew before time came that my son would be slain, just like I knew about the birth of ex Rain. So he reminded me that being chosen is not a mistake because he chose me for what is at stake, which is the people that he creates. Because when he sees us, he sees purpose. And he sent his son before us because he said we're worth it. Then God got up and walked over to me and reminded me that it breaks his heart to see me in pain, which is why he promised to put me back together again. It breaks his heart to see me play like a toy, which is why he said every time I sow in tears, I'm a reaping joy. It breaks his heart that no man has had sense enough to call me his good thing. But he said, baby girl, don't worry about that. I'm not just going to send you a husband. I'm going to send you a king. And it breaks his heart to see my faith depleting, which is why he promised to answer the door every time I'm knocking and seeking. And when I wrote this piece, I had tears in my eyes because the pain of a newly broken heart was very much alive. But see, now I understand that pain is the evidence of living. So even though this hurts, I got to keep on giving. Because see this, this is my cross to bear. And I'm obligated by this gift, this love to share. See, I don't do this for applause or standing ovation. This right here, this is my calling, my snow salvation. Thank you. You are on the journey. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Your beautiful fool, electric black skin made me lust for your touch. Your lashes whispering against my face made me want more of the night. Your heavy brown eyes speak to my soul in a language of its own in hell. If this ain't love, I ain't missing it. You make my body bend and melt like liquid notes from a jazz sax. Your kisses clothe my mouth and me like dew on my best Sunday morning right before dawn like it was just meant to be. Your kisses are so correct and your... Your caress is so in touch with what I need, I'm counting on you, morning, to bring me back tonight again. That is Host B. Randall. Host B. Randall, welcome to the journey. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, I started doing this 
uh, I guess I, I've been writing since I was about eight years old, and um, in '06, I think '06 or '07, I uh, wanted to do something before I got too old, so I published my first book of poetry, and then I thought, okay, well, I did that, so now what What next? And I just kind of started uh, uh, showing up at, at little sites, uh, poetry spaces, and, and doing my work, but I'm so extremely shy. I just had to find my space, my niche, and I started working with uh, voice, Voices of Poetry at the Black Academy of Arts and Letters. Mm-hmm just kind of fell in love with uh, the whole uh, idea, I guess, of, of spoken word. And when I say spoken word, I mean just being saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so that's pretty much it. I'm, uh, that's pretty much, it. you know, I, I just, I host around uh, Dallas-Fort Worth and uh, at the uh, Sweet Rose uh, Coffee and Wine Bar in Arlington, uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing little space. It's new and all fresh and exciting. And, and so I do that and I do the Black Academy of Arts and Letters. Uh, I have a I'm ending actually the season on uh, May 9th uh, with a poetry show, uh, all female poetry show called In the Words of a Sister, uh, which is also an annual show that I do at the South Dallas Cultural Center. So I thought, well, why not close out the season with a different uh, set of girls than I did uh, at the other show. And then um, I do some parties and all of that. It's it's interesting what's going on in the world of poetry, but that's pretty much uh, what I do. Now, you did mention the name that you wrote uh, a poetry book. What's the name of the book, please? Um, Mauve Morning, A Picture of Words in Stages. And can people find that? Uh, where can they find that? Um, it is uh, still on, I think. It's <laughs> still on uh, uh, CafePress.com. Okay. Yeah. I think it's CafePress.com backslash B. Randall. Okay, wonderful. You mentioned that you started out with uh, a, a program that's in its sixth season. Tell us the name of that program again, and tell us a little about it. Um, I uh, walked into South Dallas Cultural Center, I guess, in 08, and said to Vicki Meeks, the director, I have an unreasonable request. I would love to do a poetry show, all female, and I want to call it, and she said, in the words of a sister, and I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> I was just trying to get in, and you know, and whatever, you name it, whatever, and Somehow, I mean, I, I love the, the title, and so we did the first one in 08. I, I called up some poets that I knew. Mm-hmm. Audaciously speaking, I think that's what she's going by now, but Audacious is a wonderful poet, uh, uh, was one of the first people. I think we had, like, I invited 10 girls, and, and like, six showed up. Six to eight showed up, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And so we just started the reputation of the show uh, just kind of grew because one of the things that I, I had to let the, the uh, poets that participated on the show know is that this is not a competition. And sometimes, you know, women, well, not just women, but people get caught up in, oh, this is competitive, you know, just because 
somebody got more applause doesn't mean <laughs> that it has anything to do with with your worth as a poet. And so when I, I just started telling them, okay, this is not a competition. Your purpose is to touch, move, and inspire. Mm. One of the three or all of the three, you know, <laughs> I just know that that's what your purpose is. And so with that, we... Um, you know, uh, open to uh, a sold-out show most of the times that we've had the show since 06. And it's at the South Dallas Cultural Center every March, mm-hmm. usually at the end of the month. But there's been, uh, who, who's graced our stage? I don't know if you guys know any of these people, but in, in Texas, you know, they're kind of kind of big here. Um, but we've had Natasha Carazosa on the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Milano, who is a, an up-and-coming uh, vocalist. Yes, I love her. And uh, we've had, uh, oh gosh, Audacious. We've had Prudence the Offset, Giselle, this up-and-coming poet named Sasha Banks, who's amazing. Uh, there's been so many people misunderstood. Uh, Lynn Lyric. There's been some amazing, amazing women that have come across the stage and just have really just been amazing uh, uh, as far as their sharing their work and just knowing the purpose. Sharon Smith-Knight, who's like 69 maybe, oh, wow. uh, who is amazing. Uh, <laughs> amazing is one of my favorite words. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's been, you know, everybody, there's been something uh, for everyone who comes up to comes to the show, and it's not people think, well, is it all women audience? And I'm like, no, it's everybody. And so we, over the years, we've been gradually getting more men mm-hmm. up on the on the uh, in the audience. And this year, Michael, uh, Mr. Humanity, uh, Gwen, uh, who is a wonderful uh, performing artist and host, he's uh, over the Fort Worth Slam, I believe. Um, but Michael Gwynn opened the show. So that was a new element that I added, having a, a, a male open the show to do a tribute for uh, four women or two women. So that's, it's been great. Hey. Hey. Over here. You know, I get so sick and tired of hearing all these complaints about how there ain't no good men out there. Well, it ain't true. You see, I tried to recognize you a long time ago, but you refused to recognize me. Remember? I'm the man who watched you walk into tomorrow, placing time and distance between us with sorrow. I'm the man who was willing to be your man. Hey, I'm over here, right here where I've always been, just begging for a chance to get to know you better, but I guess my eyes couldn't shout loud enough to get your attention. Hey, remember me? I used to try that Volvo, wore old clothes, had a runny nose, but I suppose too much of me was revealing and unappealing when you threw your nose up and arrowed your eyes at the ceiling. I'm the man who opened that door at the store, left a little note on your windshield where I scribbled a poem on a grocery receipt just because I was so inspired by your smile. If you just smiled at me once in a while, your ass be smiling instead of frowning right now. But I... But I... There's a forgettable part of your past that I didn't have the flash or the cash but you to know that I would have worked my butt off for you. <laughs> well, a good man that always stands 6'4", and big feet don't always mean more. 
He doesn't have to have dreads hell. He may not have any hair on his head. Instead, he could just look like me. Maybe one day you will see, but while you were losing sleep over that brother, you figure was a bum, I was working, affecting this poetry, flowing, growing, showing that there was much more to me than the eye could see. And if you just taking the time to notice, if you just taking the time to care, I'd have been right there and you would be all alone. But now, all you got is drama because that brother Gifford was the bomb, just a boy, and your poo nanny was his joy. You let him play with your emotions and he stole your joy, so now you get up here and read about it upset. Well, it's too late to reflect on how you disrespected yourself. That's why I left. Left you with Kool-Aids, no sugar. A baby with burgers, no money for diapers, and one windshield wiper in the same raggedy ass car. That's a thousand receipts, and you know what? It don't even run no more. But he does. No need to wonder where he goes. Just ask your girlfriend. She knows. So next time someone is screaming across the room with their eyes, open your heart and listen to love. Hey, do you see me now? Now, now, why is it that you wanted to have it um, all women show? I think that when you sit down to hear the voices of women, mm-hmm. I, I think that it just kind of, for me, was just a good home base. Mm-hmm. Just uh, plus, I, I think it was easier because I knew more female poets, <laughs> male <laughs> poets. Right. And so it was just uh, when I would go to. Um, when I would go to share work, most of the people would be, most of the poets would be female. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was kind of one of the big things. And I was like, well, why not have an annual show? And it just kind of fell into place like that. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty much the basis of it. And it's grown. And then, you know, uh, the whole idea of just having that, uh, just hearing our story and knowing that we're, you know, not all the same and just coming from different walks of life. It just made the uh, impact even greater. Can you tell us the difference between the different kinds of poetry? We hear about slam poetry. We know that there are spoken word artists. We know that there are poets that just sit down and write their poems. I don't know what they do with them. Can you explain to us the differences from your point of view? And most definitely, this is just from my point of view. (laughs) (laughs) I think that Slam poets are more uh, competitive. They usually do it for, you know, uh, which is absolutely nothing wrong with it, but they do it in competition. Mm-hmm. And usually there's some kind of pocketbook to be gained mm-hmm. uh, in doing it. Um, and uh, I think that uh, uh, spoken word artists are, are and, and uh, performance poets are pretty much the same. Um the people that write, I just call it contemporary, the ones that just write and, you know, contemporary poets, uh, whether they're just written or spoken uh, or, you know, have a platform that they, they perform in front of or on uh, are pretty much the same. I, I kind of uh, lean towards being, because I can uh, be on the mic or not. A lot of my work is, is really... Uh, for readers and not necessarily for performance. Mm. Uh, and and I say that probably because I'm lazy. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I don't think that I write enough. And when I say write enough, I don't think, I don't write long poetry. And so I just kind of uh, do it and 
keep moving. Uh, I joked with Neville earlier and said that I, I have attention deficit, so I gotta put that on paper, or, you know, do that and keep it moving. It's got shorter the better. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share with us one of your poems? Oh, certainly. Um, this piece is called uh, Praise Poem, and it's very short. What a wonderful artist my God must be, and how sensitive to my needs, to have placed the moon and millions of stars within this negative darkness just so you can hold me. The end, that's it. No, that's awesome. <laughs> that's quite awesome. I like that. I like, I like straight to the point, grabs your heart. Yeah, I, I, that poem for me, you know, when you're writing, and of course I'd read lots of things before, and lots of things after, but for me, when I wrote that poem, I thought maybe I'm a poet. And, you know, because when you're doing your little draft of everything, but it was, that piece was just something that was like quick and simple, and it's probably the shortest thing that I had. But but um, I think that for me, it just made me think, maybe I am a poet. Maybe I do have a voice and something to say. Um, yeah, so I, I think that that's what most of the poets want, regardless of whether or not they're spoken word artists, slam uh, poets, or you know, contemporary writing poets. Or I, you know, and I'm making up these terms as I go along. Some of them, but I think that we really just, which is everybody in the world probably, we just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. We, we just write that one poem or that one, you know, whatever. That is. Uh, that's our chance to be heard if we perform it, or, or you know. So there you have it. <laughs> but but uh, no, you can still touch, move, and inspire a person through storytelling or through. So why did you choose poetry? What drew you to poems? You know, my my background is the theater, and I think <laughs> that I, for me, I think that. Poetry was just easier for me because you, you know, you uh, you're learning your line, so it's always going to be easier than learning, you know, a script that mm-hmm. somebody else wrote. Mm-hmm. But I think that being able, there's no guesswork in what the person thought mm-hmm. because I am that person and I get to say it. And there are some poems that you say until they no longer need to be said and that's for your healing or for somebody else's healing you know it's just done and I think that it was just I think that that it was just an easier venue for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, what moves you into writing a poem do you have a particular time that you set aside uh, there's a poem just kind of whacked into your head and then you go write it uh, share with us your process I, I think it varies there have been times um uh, there have been times that I have uh, just, uh, I, I was in, I used to work uh, part-time at the mall, mm-hmm. and it was during Katrina, and, and so I'm in, you know, I was in Mesquite, Texas, and people were coming in, you know, before the storm hit, but the storm, it was about to hit, and they had started to to come to the area, to Dallas and Mesquite area, and along, and so Someone walked, it was like a gust of wind that just that came behind someone who walked in. And the guy walks up to the counter and he's looking for whatever he's looking for. And I was just like, 
whatever energy he brought, mm-hmm. uh, I, I started to write this piece called Crimson Black. I couldn't remember. I can't recite it, mm-hmm. but it was called Crimson Black, and I really just kind of moved everything <laughs> off my little area <laughs> and laid out sticky notes and could not stop writing mm-hmm. this piece that, you know, that has this beautiful story, and I was like, why would he bring that to me? I mean, it was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Lots of little processes. Sometimes I'm just, you know, dabbling. I set out to write mm-hmm. and, you know, dabble with it. And then, you know, that's when I have, like, bits of sticky notes all over the place that don't necessarily make sense until I go back and reorganize. And then there's sometimes that, you know, uh, that I, I give myself a topic mm-hmm. or, you know, somebody breaks my heart or, you know, I'm touched, moved in, or inspired by something or someone, and I, you know, write. I, I don't have any particular anything other than, you know, sometimes I think I'm just, you know, blessed. You know, it's just one of those things where God says, you have to do, say this because this person needs to hear it. And so I guess it's just however, you know, however uh, it comes, I just uh, take it in and, and do what I need to do. You can find the poets and performances of this poetry series, along with other poets and their performances, on several platforms, including ryosports.com, that's R-Y-O-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com, slash poetry dot php, or at blogtalkradio.com slash the journey. That is blocktalkradio.com slash the journey. There's a dash between the and journey. Or on matchboxmystery.wordpress.com, click on poets. You can also find it at the Velvet Door, on Tumblr, or on Blogspot, and several other websites. Here again is host B. Randall sharing. Our poem entitled, This is Not Another Love Poem. And this is not another love poem about me needing you to breathe. And this is not another love poem about me wanting to know only your touch. And this is certainly not another love poem about me wanting to be the space between each beat of your heart. See, this is a love poem to me. See, this shift, it started at the core of me, so you can't stop it. So stand back. Because I'm about to explode. I mean, can't you hear the beginnings of an eruption? That's the sound of my imploding heart in the chamber where you once lay. See, you are going to be evicted. And I am putting me where you once stood. And I repeat, this is not another love poem. See, this is not another love poem about me needing you to know angels or to connect with heaven. Because by birthright, I am blazing heaven like sunrise as I look into my own eyes this is a love poem to me. This is a love poem to me about me calling out my own name because I know what it takes to love me the right way. And since you've been gone, I must admit, I can get me there. And I repeat, this is not another love poem. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, Can you share with us... um, 
uh, for young poets coming up? What what tidbits, what advice would you give to them? Oh, wow. Just write from the heart. Um, write from the heart. Write uh, and uh, just, uh, I don't know, say what it is that you want to say and don't be Jack and Jill about it because I think, that, and sometimes it's necessary and sometimes it's not because I think I'm a very Jack and Jill poet. But whatever your desire is, is go to every poetry space you can go to, mm-hmm. you know, go to workshops. Um, but, you know, I, 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 you know, if you want to be a performance poet, the Jack and Jill portion probably won't work for you. And when I say Jack and Jill, you know, just kind of da 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 da. I mean, performance poetry is different. Mm-hmm. But then there are spaces like um, Sweet Rose uh, Wine and Coffee Bar, or Coffee and Wine Bar, I have to say that right. Sweet Rose Coffee and Wine Bar and other places around. Uh, but I, I, I say that because this place, has been like a workshop for poets and they come and they hang out and people who never thought that they would get up before an audience uh, come and, and, you know, uh, share their work. And we encourage that and they get loved on by the poets and the poets love on each other. You know, find a space. The key is finding a space where you feel comfortable at. That you can, you know, stand up and screw up a poem and it's okay. Or you can, you know, just find your your space, your niche. Uh, you know, everybody needs a, a poetry home. And, um, you know, just find that space that feels comfortable. What I have learned is when you are a writer and a beginning writer, um, make sure that your audience isn't limited to family and friends. <laughs> because you know they love you and they're going to love on you anyway even if you're not a great poet mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and so when you're practicing you know in front of your mom who loves you regardless uh, you know she's going to say oh yeah baby that's great you know and then you uh, find out that you you know kind of limited yourself in what you could do so just Make, you know, find you an audience and then wear that audience out and then find, an, you know, just grow your audience as you grow your work. Um, and, I mean, that's if you have that desire to be, you know, uh, a stage artist. or But if you, if you are a writer who just, you know, you find pleasure and serenity and just putting your thoughts to paper, most definitely, you know, grab your notepad and do what you do. You know, sometimes it's not, I always tell people, you know, sometimes it was meant to be read. Oftentimes I'll post something on Facebook and they'll say, oh, do that poem. And I'm like, you know, that's a piece that was meant to be read. It's, you know, to be absorbed through the pores, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and not necessarily uh, to be presented to, to everyone. It's just me and my thoughts that I'm sharing with you. So, you know, just, I, I think it's, Check out the workshops, you know, check out what's going on in town, you know, around, there's so many spaces mm-hmm. to do your work, to share your work, so. Well, here in Arlington, you mentioned Sweet Rose Coffee and Wine House. Is is, is uh, a coffee and wine shop, or is it a wine? Wine bar. Wine bar. A wine, wine bar. 
Um, uh, is this a monthly uh, poet, uh, poetry session or is it weekly? Can you tell us about that? It is weekly. It's every Saturday night uh, from 8 to 10. That's what we tell everybody, but I've been there, I know, close to 12 at times. <laughs> but it's 8 to 10. Um, it's a space that I really am falling in love with. Uh, you know, I live in Dallas, and Arlington's about 25, 30 minutes away. And every week, guys, I don't feel like being there. I don't. But uh, what has happened is, and I said that I was going to take this month off, but um, my mom passed away in, in December and uh, you know my 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 pet name for her was my old girl, and so everybody who knows me uh, knows how I feel about my mom and and uh, so when I I did the show the day after my mom's passing and then the day after my mom's funeral I did the show that Saturday and I was just so blessed to have uh, Natasha Carazosa. Uh, Ashley Wilkerson, uh, Giselle Robinson, Awaji Johnson, and uh, Spanky D. Poet, Brandon L. Jackson, Sia Kennedy, all these precious people uh, misunderstood. Lisa uh, uh, captured lyrically. They just came to the space to just love on me and love me through this process of, of, of grief. And uh, it has become home for me. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, we just talked to each other and loved on each other, and we sat down and did poetry. That's how comfortable this space is. Mm -hmm. You know, there are days when I go there uh, and it's, you know, packed house. You know, we, we're above capacity. <laughs> there are times when it's been me and two poets <laughs> and 30 audience members, you know, and there's been, sometimes there's been, you know, uh, uh, 20 poets deep and <laughs> five audience members, but it, it's such a beautiful space. It's a new space. Mm -hmm. um, it's every Saturday from um, 8 to 10. And, it's, you know, it's the only space that you'll probably go to where there'll be a gospel poet that feels comfortable enough to be uh, performing right behind an erotic poet. <laughs> and we just have a great time because it's like a workshop. And, you know, there are spaces like that all over Dallas, but I do ask that you come out and share <laughs> at, at Sweet Rose uh, Coffee and Wine Bar. Could, but, you, could you tell us how to get there? Um, yes. Uh, well, uh, it's 1030 West Arkansas Lane, and that's in Arlington, Texas. And I believe that the website is SweetRoseCafe.com. Wonderful. And they're also on Facebook. They're on Facebook. Today's standing question is this. If your life is a poem, what would be its title? If your life is a poem, what would be its Title. Well, we're back with host B. Randall. Uh, B. Randall, you mentioned the Black Academy of Arts and Letters. Uh, can you tell us a little bit what happens there? 
Oh yes, it's it's a, an amazing uh, little space. Uh, we they have it's a it's a large theater, but it has this little uh, quaint theater inside called the uh, Cafe Muse, which is where we host. Uh, I host Poetry Smash, and Poetry Smash is actually um, a uh, show that. Uh, Curtis King, who is uh, the CEO of that of the Black Academy of Arts and Letters here in Dallas, Texas, uh, just kind of um, asked me if I would be interested in uh, hosting the show uh, there. And so I was like, oh, yeah, certainly. And so uh, that was this was our first season, and he gave me five shows, which is great. Uh, and um, for the 36th season. And so uh, after he stopped by one of our uh, shows, he asked me if I would be interested in doing 37th season. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, We have five shows a season, and we're closing the show actually on May 9th, uh, the, or the season. We're closing it uh, May 9th, and we're going to do a just a recap kind of in the words of a sister with uh, some of the different artists uh, that I, cause I, I try to get everybody on the show, but I can't have 16, 20 women on the show. So I, <laughs> so I kind of divided it up and, and I'm going to have, uh, it's about uh, 12 women actually on the show uh, May 9th at 7:30 at the black Academy of arts and letters in the muse cafe. Mm-hmm. And, um, but um or cafe news excuse me but uh it is amazing and a beautiful video venue i told you my favorite word is amazing guys (laughs) but it's a sweet sweet space and we have so much fun the artists love being there and uh we've had uh some great shows um i used to perform on that stage when I started uh, I used to perform there all the time and and it's been a challenge to host the show because you're also you know you got to produce it and all of the other stuff and I've been really uh blessed in that the artists have been like hey I want to work with you can I and I'm like oh yes you can you're welcome to be on the stage and so but it's a beautiful space it's great energy there uh, um, you know, you get the uh, opportunity to have the doors held open <laughs> for you as you walk in. So it's, it's neat uh, for that poet atmosphere. Um, so guys, stop by. you got to check it out. Not only the shows that I do. I think they do a show called Poetry and Jazz, which is amazing. And so, uh, but we have, uh, we had uh, one show. Our last show was uh, Poetry is by Praise, which was, kind of a spiritual gospel show. Well, not kind of. It was spiritually uh, motivated, and it was amazing. G.F. Soldier, who is one of the most dynamic poets uh, this side of the uh, uh, Red River. You guys don't know anything about the Red River. But he, <laughs> and he's amazing. He's all over the place. Uh, God's Inc. It was great. I mean, there's been great people. Rage Almighty. I know a lot of you may know him. Uh, this cat opens for Saul Williams. That's how wonderful he is. But just some great, great artists on the stage. Uh, we do our, my 
first attempt at a male all male show was uh, I opened the season uh, October. Uh, so will real man take the mic? And uh, that was whew, amazing. I'm just. <laughs> It was really, really great, and I was scared to death because I'm like, oh, I don't know. But guys, you guys just kind of handle your own, just like, yeah, give me the mic. You know, <laughs> I don't have to, you know, it was like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. So it was great working with all male cast. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was great. It's a great opportunity. I'm really blessed to be able to. Uh, to be offered that space and, and, you know, able to accept it. And uh, the Black Academy of Arts and Letters, I'll give you the wrong address, so I'm not going to do that, but <laughs> Google them, Facebook them. But, uh, yeah, it's great. Now, each season, when, did, uh, when does the season run from and to? For me, um, for me, my, my season starts October and ends in uh, May. Mm-hmm. But I'm not every month, so it's like October, I think, and then the next show was December, and then, you know, it's right. like there was a January, February show, but I don't remember. But um, they were, you know, it, it's great, you know, you can have your little wine, romantic space. The February show was amazing. <laughs> it was just, yeah, we've had some great shows there, great talent. If you guys are ever in Dallas, or you know, please stop by, hit me up on Facebook, whatever. I'd love to have you and visit with you and hear your work. So, who influences you in your writing? What you know, I always think about this because I want to say something really brilliant. But, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that I do know that because I get a lot of uh, when I first started people would say, oh, another love poem, and that's kind of why I wrote that poem also, but I'd also ended the relationships where it all fit in. But I, I had this wonderful minister that preached five-minute sermons, and every single sermon was, was simply about love. Hmm. He would always end it with, love one another, huh? <laughs> it was it. He was an older guy. I was like, yeah, what a great concept. Why can't we just love on each other? Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's just always been amazing having that, you know, having Reverend Jimmy Wallace just talk about love all the time and have this gleam. It was just something attractive and beautiful about that. You know, he was probably in his 80s when, you know, when I was able to actually hear and, and comprehend. But he was so amazing. And I just think that just uh, he, he was probably a big influence. And then uh, Nikki Giovanni, Gwendolyn Brooks, you know, all the greats, uh, Langston Hughes. Uh, and then, of course, I uh, Amari Baraka. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, but uh, Rumi is one of my uh-huh. favorite. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. So... And right now in the poetry world, I, I have to say this young guy, he's 24, and I don't know where he came from, but he is amazing. His name is Brandon L. Jackson, and he has a book out called The Parts Medicine Can't Reach, and he is amazing. And, and um, so he is a big influence because I'm learning. You know, I'm learning that in my old age, it's uh, you're never too old to learn, and it's like 
wow, these guys really have something to to tell me and that I can grow from. And so, you know, I'm whoever's out there that you know have has a message. I'm I'm like touched, moved, and inspired by. So. Yeah. That's what I must tell the audience. She said in her old age, she's not old. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like, but these, you know, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Let's just say that. And these young, Sasha Banks, these are people you need to, you need to know now. I, I love them. I think that you would too. But, and it's a, you know, I have a, you know, a list of about a billion. But, um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but just listening to them and hear how they turn words into pictures and and yeah, so I just am, I'm just pretty much uh, moved by a lot of the the young writers that pop up and say, hey, I got something to share and you know, so yeah. Wonderful. Well, I I, I do enjoy that you you do what you do. When we're back, we're gonna have host B Randall share with us her signature piece. We'll be right back. As you know, The Journey is also available on iTunes. You can download it at your leisure, share it on your social networks for your pleasure, embed it on your favorite websites, enjoy it as you go. Invite friends and family, your enemies too, to be part of our poetry series, Poets at the Round Table. In part two of our series, we will take a poetic look at sex, suffering, and spirituality in today's poetry, with performances by, to steal H.B. Randall's favorite word, a selection of amazing artists. Well... Here is B. Randall closing out this opening session with her signature piece. Neville. Hello. Can I talk to you for a moment? Sure you can. See, I just wanted to talk to you about you and about me, what I want from you and what I want for us. Is that okay? That's okay. Well, now since I've said it, I don't even know where to begin. But look, I love you. And for the rest of my life, I want to spend every day of my life loving you. I want to pray with you, wake up and know God with you, sing fervent songs of praise with you. I want to be the answer you get when angels pray on your behalf, and I want to be the reason why your sun rises, sets, and falls. <laughs> By the look on your face, I can tell that I'm being a little too deep. Hell, I could just want to be the ah to your chew. <laughs> See, now I'm being silly. It's just that. I really get that you love me, and I want you to get that I love you. See, I want to love you in a place where there's no time or space, just like that song, and I want every one of our mornings to be like the morning we called last night, and I want to hold you in the dead of night in the middle of our afternoon, and I want us to build our universe together, and I want our bodies to be so in sync that every time we come together, we come together, and I just hope you understand what I'm trying to say. See, I want to be that space between each beat of your heart. It's not always noticeable, but it's always relevant. Hell, I want the rock and the shell to look at us and be like, damn, baby, how can we do love like that? See, I just want us to build something real together. But poetically, Neville, I simply want to be the tip 
of your tongue hitting the back of your teeth, the slight opening of your mouth and all the breath that it takes to even make out the word love. Love. Can you say that for me? Love. See, I just wanted to know what I'd look like coming from your lips. Oh, my goodness, I love it, I love it, I love it, I loved it then, I loved it even more now that I'm a part of it. (laughs) That was a wonderful piece. Uh, I am so glad that you were willing to be on the program with us and uh, to share your poetry and to mention to us some of the great poets that that you're in touch with. Wow, um, you know, this is a wonderful opportunity. I, I thank you uh, for this opportunity and, um, you know, just connecting words with people and people with words. So thank you for the great work that you do, uh, Neville. Thanks, and thanks. Yeah, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm just honored to be here. We're honored to have you. A great big thank you to all the poets performing and sharing in this series. See you next week. 